0: This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of practical shepherding. I'm joined again with Jim Sebastio in studio. Jim, hey there. Hi, Brian. Good to see you. Good to see you. And it's nice that we actually can be present we, we, with one another.
1: We are seeing each other. Because
0: we are recording this in the middle of the pandemic that we have all find ourselves in. Uh, but we are keeping six feet, roughly, about six feet yep. probably as we speak right now. So... Uh, thanks for joining us. We're going to get to the topic in a minute, and we're going to spend some time trying to just hash out some of the things that we're getting asked a lot about from pastors as we walk through this really unprecedented situation that we find, the world finds themselves in. Before we do that, I do want to remind you that you can contact us through practicalshepherding.com and write us if we can be of help to you in any way, especially during this time. We have heard from a lot of pastors, but but we're glad. That's why we're here. And we want to be a help to you if we can. So feel free to write us. Let us know if there's a way we can maybe walk through some of these things with you. Uh, today, Jim, we want to talk about one of the pressing issues and obviously surrounding how, how do we pastor in the midst of this, this pandemic. And, and that has caused the, our country to literally shut down for mm-hmm. a time to try to, to try to prevent the spread of the disease in a more rapid way. What we want to talk about today is we want to talk about shepherding the flock, but we want to focus particularly on how do we minister the word, especially in the way we've always we take for granted that we preach every week when everybody's gathered. We have everybody we have church on Sunday, we minister the word there. We have Sunday school classes, we have Bible studies, we have all these things that we are used to ministering the word publicly and with people present. And now all of a sudden, for the first time in pretty much all of our lifetimes. We have experienced this. So we want to talk about this, Jim, talk, kind of set us up biblically on how we want to think about this since this is an unforeseen situation.
1: Thanks, Brian. I think we need to ask ourselves what changes what and what doesn't change. So certain things have obviously changed. Things are are, are looking different. And yet what we are called to do and what our responsibilities are you know, we see as being in a sense set in stone, and then the question is, how do we take what is set in stone and apply it? Not not to, and it's not just an unusual situation; it's a lingering unusual situation. So it's different than say, there's a snowstorm that shuts things down for a week or two. We're, yeah. we're looking at something that may last uh, a number of weeks, and and that is, I think the thing that makes us if not unique, certainly very different than something like there's been a flood, there's a fire, there's a tornado, or hurricane has gone through like churches in Florida have had to deal with or Kansas or places like that. And the sanctuary maybe has been destroyed. The difference in the past is, you know, the body would be together. Right. And what we are being exhorted to do and what appears to be wise to do and the loving thing to do is actually to be separate from each other, which is you know, anti ecclesia. Ecclesia is right. a called out assembly, and now we are a called out disassembly. Hmm. And so, how do we do our job? Uh, You've referenced the text, 1 Peter chapter 5, and, and uh, Paul, uh, Peter, who's an elder, exhorts the elders who are uh, there. He said, Shepherd the flock that is among you, exercising the oversight of. And so how do we shepherd our flock uh, publicly and privately? kind of how we want to try to talk about these things. So what do we do to go about how do we shepherd, how do we pastor a flock when we're not able to be with the flock? It's still the flock that's among you. It's still our people, or they're still the folks we're striving to minister to, those for whom we're going to give an account, those that we are committed to and that we know and that we love, and yet we're not able to do what what we normally do in the manner in which we normally do it. And so that's the question that we're going to try to hash out here. And, well,
0: and of course, our our commands of what we do have not changed. We shepherd the flock. We are to preach the word, you know. In season and out of season, right? And so I think the thing we need to realize as pastors, our call has not changed, but the circumstances and how we try to pull that off has certainly changed, right? And we have to get creative around this. And so we do want to talk about some of this, right? And I think the the most the first thing we need to touch base on, that's the big conversation, obviously around, is what you do on Sunday. You know, we're that's when we publicly minister the Mm -hmm. word, so. What are we as pastors to do on Sundays? And the 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 real common way that some have approached this is to do live streaming. Some churches mm-hmm. have already done that; mm-hmm. that they are already doing that and had the capabilities to do that. But obviously, we hear from a lot of pastors who weren't live streaming, smaller congregations, technologically challenged, and and do, don't have the capability of doing it. And they have to figure this out. And a lot of and a lot of pastors have gotten creative and. And tried to figure out how to do this at least in some kind of basic way. But, uh, Jim, why don't you talk about what you all have decided to do through this
1: in regard to? So, do you all did you all decide to live stream services? We we are doing that, and you no, know, we have been a live streaming congregation for okay. years. Okay. Um, we were live streaming audio uh, on a website sermon audio, and that's linked into our church website com and so that was already in place we recently started doing a, a live video sh- feed and just recognition that a lot of people like that and prefer that yeah of course i always say you know i, I have at least two of my elders are really good looking they want to see three you they want to the see you, jim is what yeah, it is. Oh, i i i have a great particularly a great body for radio <laughs> um like old Orson Welles in the past, used to be able to, you know, if people couldn't see him, he could at least pretend to be good-looking on the radio. That's right, a face for radio. Um, so uh, so we do do a, a live stream, and, and now, of course, we've been doing that on the Lord's Day with all the dynamics of public meeting. Right. What we did this past Sunday is I preached, not to an empty building— uh, my wife was there and my and two of my four kids we've, that have, we've been isolating together. Right. And then one of our deacons who ran the sound, and he had a son uh, that was there and then one of his daughters, and we kept apart from each other. But they, <clears throat> they sat in various parts of the sanctuary, and it was just helpful to have somebody to preach to. But we decided to do that, and I actually went to – rather than just preach from home – and rather than set things up, I wanted to have things as familiar as possible, particularly if I was thinking of our young people, Yeah, and, but some of our older folk as well, just because there's something familiar, he's there at the pulpit, it's the familiar background, it's a familiar place, a familiar face. Uh, preaching God's word. And, and so that's why we decided to do that. And it, it was, it's not, it's not that there aren't thousands of things available on Sunday that people could listen to. It was to try to say, listen, I'm going to, I, I want to preach to my folk. I mean, that's really all I was thinking about is the Lord's people entrusted to my care, to our pastoral care, and how can I minister to them and help them and speak to their need uh, at this particular time,
0: and you and you saw some specific benefits of this, right? As you were doing this, uh, did you have people tune in that normally aren't members of your church that listened?
1: I did. actually, I had some uh, family members that that tuned in that are are not professing evangelicals uh, mm. believers, but uh, they listened and and then actually one of them uh, then went and sent out a group text to the family uh, sending a link to the to the morning sermon, especially. Oh, great. So. <clears throat> so some, some good, uh, hopefully some gospel opportunity. You have that.
0: So you have articulated some clear
1: benefits, and I think it
0: needs to be recognized, those who don't know, but I can say this about Jim and his church, is that there's a high view of membership. People uh, want to and are certainly expected to gather with the church, if at all possible, when the church gathers. Mm-hmm. So just to be on record, your live stream that you do is not there for people to choose whether they want to come gather or if they choose to just stay home and watch it.
1: Correct and and, and yeah, it's, it's and we even put it on our our website or somewhere on there I think you know that this is primarily to those who are ill or shut-ins how we see that that and and I want to say something Brian about this because I, I, I just as a word of caution maybe a lot of pastors are are rightly articulating that online church is not church. Mm-hmm. And that's true. It's not the assembly. And, and I think that there is a, an underlying fear that if we do this for several weeks, that people are going to get real comfortable sitting in their jammies with their cup of coffee and cinnamon yep. bun, watching a service and and trade that in for the real for thing. For the gathering, right? And while I understand that, I think primarily right now we ought to just be thankful that it's there. So like the illustration I shared with my wife is if I was in the desert and I were really thirsty and I wanted water, 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 and there was a can of Orange Crush soda I would never drink if I had the choice— but you know what I'd be really thankful it was there. Yeah, yeah. And I would down it with gratitude to God. Yeah. And this so this is orange crush, you mm-hmm. know, to, in my illustration, and maybe you really like it so substitute whatever. But it, it it's it's not at all optimal, it's not ideal, it's not but boy, our folks I had I got so many texts on the Lord's Day and then emails over the next couple of days of just saying thank you for preaching that. It was so good to see you. It was just so good to see the church and just feel that. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I, I think the I'm hopeful that the opposite of what some fear is going to be, and that's that once this is lifted, we're going to be really, really happy to see each other.
0: I think you're right, and that's why I wanted you to talk about that, because you're doing live streaming, and you're doing it in this way, and there's not a fear you have, which I don't think you should, because your people certainly have you know have a longing to gather with one another. But I agree with you also. Like let's let's cross that bridge when you come I mean, that's something that maybe reveals a different issue in your church. If this causes people to actually decide to not want to gather anymore and just most of the live streams aren't nearly what it's like to be there in person in the first, even in the best circumstances where these are done really right, well. So right, right. I, I agree with you. I, I think that's a great caution to put out there. I'll say for us, so we're not live streaming, so um, we made a decision one because we d- we don't normally live stream, so we would have to be figuring this out. We could have. Uh, we have people know how to do Facebook Live and things like that. I just had a hunch that. In our church, and again, about 80 members, so about 30 households, that our church is a size that we actually could accomplish even more, I think, by a Zoom call, mm-hmm. so that was my hunch. So we had our first Zoom call last Sunday, and we worked it out to where people who didn't even have a computer could call somebody right. and listen so that... Yeah, we did ev- that
1: for prayer meeting on Wednesday. Yeah,
0: so everybody could hear in some way yep. or another. But I think, but we still ministered the word. Like I didn't preach a sermon, but I, I shared a devotion. I shared from the word. We read scripture together. We prayed together. But at the end of the time, an 80 year old widow, first time ever on Zoom, pipes in and says, uh, she was in tears. And she said, I just want you to know, I've seen two people in a week. Mm. And right. she said, just seeing your faces right. and hearing some of your voices. Uh, just she's trying to describe what that meant to her. right? And it was good affirmation for me to say, okay, for our church situation, this, I think, was more profitable. I was still able to minister the Word, uh, but uh, to, but it'd be a, a give and take in a way right. that we love about the public gathering. I think the point in all this is, which we want you to hear from this, is there's not a right answer to this. Right. And I know some people have used social media to try to and other arguments try to make a case for this. And we just want to be on record. Look, we're all in this together. There is right. not a right way to do this, and every church is different. Can we just uh, support pastors and the decisions they make? Because there are a few pastors who aren't doing anything on Sundays. And part of that is because they don't feel like they have a way to do it. If you have right. a church of 70, 80 and 90-year-olds, most of them don't even own a computer or an iPhone of any kind. Right. How do you do anything online? And so that's a legit issue and we're hearing from pastors who are in that situation. So, can we just can we just agree let's not judge one another in regard to this but support each other. Part of shepherding the flock is that that pastor who knows that flock is doing his best to know the best way to care right. for that flock. Right. And so that's
1: right. That's what you're just trying to figure we
0: just, out. We want to be able to acknowledge that in this way. Jim, uh, so that's Sundays, but w- what are some other ways you're trying to minister the Word to people in regard to what you're doing during the week and those kinds of things?
1: Yeah, so we're in a situation, Brian, where we ha- we have four elders, and I had asked one of the elders to... I split the congregation up into four units, so what we're doing is each of us are committed to calling or FaceTiming or in some way to be in contact so that every member of the church is being contacted, and then also I'm trying to contact some of the regular visitors as well, um, some of that maybe a little bit more through a text or something like that um but we're calling <laughs> excuse me there goes there goes a cough and that's bronchitis six on my feet part. baby stay
0: six feet over there right? yeah i
1: know let me <laughs> put my guard up here <laughs> um but we're trying to find a way you know so you know, how are you doing how are you coping uh is, is there anything that you need um and then we've also had the deacons are in touch Every few days with our more isolated uh, members, uh, those who live on their own, and which we don't have a whole lot of, but we do have some. And just again, want to make sure: you know, are you are you in contact with anybody? Is anybody seen, you know? And again, do you have, do you have any needs? And uh, so you know, calling. Um, how can we pray for you? How can we help you during this time? And I think it if this continues on, we've just really got to make sure that there's some way. And I I think certainly weekly, if if not more than once a week. um, So one of our ladies is blind. One of our ladies who lives on her own is Mm -hmm. blind. And so, you know, if all of us call her, if all four elders call her and every deacon calls her and then other folks in the church check in, I'd hate to have this all end and, and have her testimony be that, she never felt so alone, so isolated, and you know that. I think we need to rally around and make sure people like that, who don't have recourse to other means, uh, are taken care of.
0: Now, are you doing Bible study things during the week online in any way? You
1: know, I'm not yet because, again, I'm trying to do the normal. I'm trying to I'm trying to maintain as best we can a sense of normalcy or normalcy, however you want to pronounce that word. Um. So, what? So we meet on on the Lord's Day, and we meet uh, for prayer, and then it's not unusual for us to be in contact with folks. So, yeah. you know, to do our, you know, to check in on people and to see how you're doing. So that's regular and that's normal. I know some people are doing that. I think there's enough out there that's available if you scroll through Facebook or Twitter. You've got hundreds of options from good folk. If, if somebody feels the need to have a weekly uh, or daily devotional, there, there are people doing that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel the need to add to that content.
0: Well, in our next episode, we're going to talk more about kind of some of the specifics around even shepherding the flock and how to actually mm-hmm. go and figure out a creative way to do that. But before we do that, Jim, I want to wrap this episode up. Would you pray that uh, as as pastors try to minister the word and shepherd their flock through that ministry, that they would, uh, that God would just bless it, it'd be effective, even though it's not in person. Mm. Would you take a minute and pray yeah, for them? Absolutely,
1: Thanks. Father. I do you want to pray for uh, our brothers uh, out there uh, and, and and sisters in various ways that are ministering to the flock during this time. Father, pray you'd give to us help and and wisdom and love and compassion. We pray, Father, that uh, in in all the ways in which it means to to guard and to feed and to nurture the flock, uh, that we would be given help to do that. Uh, Father, thank you for the day and age in which we live and the technology that's available to us. We recognize some men are frustrated in their um, in their own circumstance, or it doesn't. They don't feel like they can do that pray, Father, you'd especially give them wisdom in caring for uh, older members, uh, isolated members, members in nursing homes, and all of the rest. Father, uh, grant us help and wisdom, boldness, and clarity, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.